here on the legacy maker sports network i'm excited i'm excited because i'm I, I know i say this probably every time be all like wait a minute you always say this but i i really mean it when i say this this is a person i've been waiting to get on here for a long time and it's it i'm very excited today because he is one of the best in the game all around uh in sports we know we if you know wrestling this man knows wrestling he is the host of multiple podcasts. I mean, I can go on and on. The Wrestling Rim, Breaking Through the Glass Ceilings, uh, Ringers, Wednesday Worldwide, the TWG Fan Club, the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> our guy, Mr. Brian H. Waters. How you doing today, brother? Oh, man, appreciate it. I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be here. Hey man, we will look, look, you know, we've had Brian on a couple of shows before Legacy on Fire uh, and, and some others. And it's so glad to just kind of have him in here because, and if, like I said, if you're a big wrestler fan, you're about to get a whole slew of knowledge here and there. <laughs> uh, and that's, and that's the best part about it. But hey, don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Brian knows a little bit more than wrestling. He, he's a, he's a, he's a sports fan in general and, and just a great uh, human being overall. And once again, we are honored to have you here, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, we're going to go ahead and get this thing started because, uh, you know, here we like to start off with, ladies and gentlemen, the check-in. All right, Brian, let's check in on you, man. I want I want to know how you, you know, your family, friends, how are things for Brian H. Waters right now? Man, things are good. Uh, you know, just been... Um... I've just been working and been blessed to be able to, you know, do what I love to do and been able to do that. And kids had a great school year. So that's exciting. One graduated from eighth grade. The other one's going to third grade. So it's like, wow, man, that's what I was holding them as babies. So time uh, yeah. flies, especially, you know, one going into high school. It's like, oh boy, what the heck? But yes, yeah, so I'm good, man. I'm um, just ready for everything that's coming next. <laughs> Hey, look, man, I feel you on the, the kids growing up on you fast. I have three. Uh, and mm. I remember back in 2006 when I first was told, yeah, you know, congratulations, you know, you know, or at the time I was scared. So I was like, hey, you know, you're going to be a dad. I'm like, ah, so and now she's going into her senior year. That's mm. the part that I can't. I still haven't like it hasn't grasped, you know, she's, you know, got, getting her first job here in the next couple of days. It's just like. 
when did all this happen and where did the time kind of fly by? So, you know, other one is in 10th grade. And then my son, he, you know, he, um, his birthday is today and oh, happy birthday. He, and yeah. Yeah. And he'll be eight. Uh, so it's just like, I don't know where the time went to. I really don't. Yeah. And it go, it goes by fast. <laughs> mm, it sure yeah. does, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It goes by real fast. Now let's get into it, man. Like, I, I, you know, I wanted to know, and I ask everybody this, but I always mm-hmm. like to kind of get that inside. Where did your passion for sports slash wrestling, where did that, uh, where did that passion come from? When you were seven, eight, nine, ten year old Brian Waters, where mm-hmm. did that, where did that come from? Um, I think that it just started. So wrestling was just like ingrained in me from birth. <laughs> My mother said that she knew I was going to be a boy. And, you know, people who know me heard the story about, she knew I was going to be a boy because I was always kicking. And <laughs> every time wrestling came on. But then just watch it. It was always on television, right? Between my uncle, my grandmother, my grandfather, my mother, my father. Uh, and then so even like, if, you know how um, WWF superstars used to come on and yes. come with 12 and 4? I can vividly remember sometimes going to the cleanest at, on a Saturday morning and it being on. And I would just stand there and just look at it like, oh, wrestling on. It would be like, Bret Hart on there or the British Bulldog or somebody. And so it was just something that like I always gravitated to. I never was really big into like comics at all, like Marvel or anything. So it was always just wrestling. And then sports, when I started playing baseball in second grade, uh, that's when I really developed a love for it. And I started like we would have like a local library card. And the card I got, uh, the book I got was a Ken Griffey Jr. Ooh, like biography for like kids. And ever since then, he became my favorite. So I remember there was the uh, Sports Illustrated for Kids magazine that came out. And I got it and it showed how to do Griffey swing. So I'm right handed. <laughs> you tried to do the right handed version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to figure this out. And one summer, I got punished. And I couldn't play like video games for like a month. So oh, every no. day I would go outside and I would take like a piece of paper and just ball it up, right? Take about three or four sheets of paper and then put rubber bands over it. And then you remember like the little um the little yellow bats? Yeah, yeah, the wiffle ball bats. They, they yeah, well, that's yeah, what yeah. it was. So because we couldn't really play with the ball in the neighborhood, we lived in a cul-de-sac. Right. So I couldn't play with the ball because you didn't want to hit nobody's car or whatever, exactly. even though it wouldn't have hurt nobody. Uh, I would use that, the ball, the paper as a ball and constantly like just throw it up, swing. So I taught myself how to bat on the left side because I wanted to be like Riffy Jr. Then I started like uh, my grandmother gave me some baseball cards in 90. It was the summer of 96. And the reason why I remember, because the cards were like a year or two, they was like a couple years old, mm-hmm. and they were all based on 93. And at the time, I had had World Series Baseball 95. Actually, I got it in the Ooh. summer of 95, but I had World Series Baseball 95 for Game Gear, and which I'm so mad because I cannot find a game gear we had a game yeah, gear well. at, at my mother's house i know it's still around i'm gonna find it you're gonna but, find it <laughs> um so i had world it. series and i got that game still like i never traded it and um that's when i would like learn the players and that's when you know my love for baseball developed and so i would like throughout the year that summer during the day i would set up the cards in like a baseball diamond then i would like create like lineups and stuff and then at night or in the afternoon, go outside, play in the night, watch the Orioles. And actually, this is the summer of 96 because when they 
on there. You is know, that the that's that, is that the Brady Anderson year or is that ninety seven? No, so it's the Brady Anderson it's year. The Brady Anderson the, year. Okay. The year that everybody in the starting lineup at the end of the year had twenty or more home runs. It's crazy. Um, yeah, and you know, to this day, I can almost like memorize that 97, 96, 97 lineup. That ninety seven was my favorite team until twenty fourteen. Because you know Adam Jones has passed Eddie Murray as my favorite Oriole, and just Adam because like I, I like Eddie Murray was kind of like be honest, was probably by default because right. like I watched him, I heard about his legacy. He was a black player, like okay, he looked like me, but then it was like Adam Jones watching him, you know. So you know, and even though people may not like it, Machado, I still love Machado. Um, but yeah, so that's where you know, and so baseball was my first love, and honestly, at this time. Wrestling is starting to sort of take like a, a back seat, middle row seat. Um, like I'm watching it by habit and I'm still retaining, but like during the summer, it's all baseball. During the winter, I'm like, I started getting into basketball, started getting right. into football, and then you know, and, and I would watch ESPN, but like so my sister had the cable and I had the Nintendo. So that's how that worked. So um I would buy the video games and then um i mean when i got a playstation i got triple play 97 Ooh, triple play oh shit. yeah triple play triple man play. actually it. no before that it was king griffey jr's win and run then i got triple play yeah i've i've had oh man i see it's so funny back mm-hmm. here and this and this cubby right here uh-huh all of my old school like games so i had yeah uh world series baseball 95 and 96 uh world mm-hmm. baseball uh the with the white label world um i think it was like uh mlb baseball but yeah. it's like you know you go back and think of those the nostalgia of those games and um i don't have it but if i'm if i ever get it it was the king griffey had a super nintendo game and it might have been one you're talking about and my sister like she had the super not the super nintendo she, yeah. major league baseball yes yes she had the, it was on nintendo 64 she had a nintendo 64 oh, the i didn't 64. have Okay. Yeah, the, yeah, the 64 game. She had that one. I didn't have it. And mm-hmm. I want and I used to go and sneak in the room and play hers because I she was like, Why would you buy a game for a system you don't have? I said, Well, you have the system. And I so I wanted to play it. But yeah, King Griffey Jr. is the reason that's why the reason you're a Mariners fan, right? That's the reason why I'm a Mariners <laughs> fan. I mean, yeah. and, and that's the crazy part. People was like, You're a Mariners fan? How's that? King Griffey Jr. So so me and brother Hugh met in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to um this Catholic school. From kindergarten to eighth grade, brother Hugh came there. Uh, shout out to him, co-host of the restaurant marketing manager. Mm-hmm. He um came in there sixth grade and found out like so. Up until then, it was for kindergarten, first grade, and part of third grade. I was the only black person in my class. Mm-hmm. But then sixth grade, there was always like a wave. Parents didn't want to send their kids to public school, or in brother Hugh's case, he went to a Catholic school that was just kindergarten to fifth grade. Right. So that's when um we both found out we both love baseball and we instantly clicked and we was both Griffey fans. And uh I don't think I've ever told this story on a podcast, mm-hmm. but there was a time where we had to do a project and create a candy bar. Right. We named it Griff Mars after <laughs> Ken Griffey it. Jr. Griff and Roberto Mars. Alomar. Oh. And it's, it sucks that everything that would transpire with Roberto Alomar, because that was my favorite second baseman. Hey, man, up. Roberto was that guy. Oh, <laughs> let's, let's just be honest with you. you know. And I remember growing up, and it's so funny, You got we got so many parallels. When you said the 93 car base, my, my godfather, uh-huh. the first, like, he was a truck driver. So whenever he came back, he would buy me these big boxes of cards, which I have sitting in the closet back here. And the 93 
baseball collection. I would the 93 and 92 baseball collection. He brought me two big boxes of both of them. Mm. And then eventually he would buy upper me deck. A, a upper deck. Yeah, so we got the same whole, collection. Got the same collection, man. I mean, it was so many greatness. I remember searching, searching, searching for King Griffey Jr. through there. And you like you, he you know, you get the patches like Christmas each time. You open them, you're like, all right, Green King Griffey, King Griffey, you know. Uh, but I can't begin to tell you how many Roberto Alomars or Sandy Alomars that I have in there. Do you remember two players who are top prospects in that card deck? <sighs> Don't give me the lion. Uh, I want to say, and I know I, th- I feel like this is wrong. I want to say that Juan Gonzalez was one, but I don't. I don't think that. No, right well, Gonzalez that. was the MVP. He was MVP was that the, year. He was MVP. Yeah, ninety three. Oh man, don't give me the line on that. I don't. I don't want to lie. I don't want to lie. Who was the prospects on that one? Give me that. Alex Rodriguez and Derek Jeter. Really? They are both in the. I, I, they are both in those uh, packages. Top prospects. I'm gonna have to go back and take a look. Yeah, I, I think Jeter's <laughs> in there. I know A Rod is because I was yeah. like, and then when he would blow up, I was like, wow, you know, because A Rod's rise to the top was quick. Yes, and, it was. and a lot of people don't realize. So he was my favorite baseball player for a while. Yeah, Rodriguez. He, yeah, he gave me a solid so, taste. He would right if he would have <laughs> stayed in Seattle. So in wrestling terms, right, he was the biggest baby face to the world. Now when you watch the documentaries, you learn oh. It's the reason why Griffey left. Right. But to the world, he was like the the, the 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 attractive kid who was hitting home runs, which is the sexiest stat in baseball. Right. American League champ, batting champion. He would have been the biggest baby face and the face of baseball. But then, you know, he went to Texas, became a heel. Yeah. And then when he became went to the Yankees, he became um, a super heel. He yeah. Became, uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, that's it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he became Roman Reigns, and it's it's insane though because it's just going back and looking at it. I was so That's mad when he, he went from John Cena to Roman Reigns. John Cena to Roman Reigns, and I was so mad. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was I was so mad. I think you know he might have been when he was in Texas. He might have been like the Roman Reigns before he became Roman Reigns. Now you know, mm-hmm. where people, yeah, like, just didn't like him. They was like he was being forced on people, and it's like yep. I don't really care. <laughs> You know, uh, <laughs> that's perfect. From, he was, he was, yeah. he went from Cena to sucker and suck attached to I'm the tribal chief, and then in no in that order. So, uh-huh. yeah, I was, I was a big, um, I, I didn't care for him uh, initially. You know, when he left Seattle, I was very upset. Um, and I think that was kind of our downfall for a little couple of years. And then we got Ishiro, everything was all better after that. Mm-hmm. I was, I was good there. Um, let's, let's go into how you got into the sports journalism world. Cause I mean, you've been able to, uh, you know, we've met officially on the sidelines a couple of years ago yeah. at, a, at a commander's game and you were doing stuff, I believe for for Fox, correct? Yeah. So that was just doing, um, that was utility work. So right, that's on a work, yeah. totally different side of things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when we was there, I was doing the utility work through, uh, through like one of the local agencies. So I would do Fox and uh, CBS games. And, and that was cool. I mean, it's not nothing I would want to do for a long time. Right. But it was a nice side gig. And, you know, you get to go to the games for free. And, you know, so that yeah, was fun. But, but, that, but now you're, you know, a big, big time in podcasting. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you got, you got multiple. You named them at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, but tell us, take us on that journey. Um, okay. You know, the podcast journey, how it got there, how it got to where it is right now. Because let's be honest, brother, you're on fire right now. I'm okay. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm always hungry, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 
I'll start with the sports journalism briefly and then get into the podcasting part. So mm-hmm. when I was in high school, our so eighth grade, you know, I had this dream. I want to be a basketball player. Uh, realize, okay, I can barely hit a jump. I can barely hit a three-pointer, and I wasn't going to grow no more. And even when I tried to develop a three-point shot, you get – I mean, you don't make the team in ninth grade. You get humble quick. Like, so uh, I knew that I wanted to – I love sports. I wanted to be involved. And my mentor, Sam Davis of the Baltimore Sun, is uh, – you know, he was um, somebody who is a church member. And I watched him. So I watched like in every the Ravens uh, year in 2000, he was covering the team traveling every time they went on that road. Mm -hmm. So I was like, so what's it like? You know, I was asking him all these questions. So he let me like write articles and send it to him. And he would, you know, give me grades and feedback. Yeah. And that's when I knew, like, you know, this is what I wanted to do. And, you know, fortunately, I was able to kind of you know, go through that path, uh, you know, intern at the Baltimore Sun, but, you know, just to kind of like jump the shark into the podcast side when um, uh, I was in college, when I was, I was a non-traditional student, but when I was in, um, went back to Morgan State and I was doing a wrestling talk show before. And I remember I had a TV production class and my friend Danny was like, so he was doing intros and I said, you know, normal intro on brian waters whatever whatever and they was like so she goes and he's got a wrestling show i'm like danny ain't time to talk about that right now <laughs> ain't time to talk about that right yeah, now. And she's like no he got a wrestling show so then i hear there's nothing wrong with that okay so, that's good to hear that's so good like to hear. i turn around there's a guy standing about six feet seven weighing in about 220 pounds give or take wearing a sweatsuit i'm thinking he's a basketball player and I turned around, it was Dwayne. I said, you a wrestler fan? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I said, okay. So I was like, well, here's the card of the show she's talking about. All right, I'm going to check it out. And um, he came, He checked it out. It was a show I was doing with my cousin at the time. Uh, but, you know, I he had gotten into a lot of trouble. So it was just not good to do a show with him no more. Uh, and, um, you know, I was doing stuff. And then um, when I talked to Dwayne about it, he was like, um, you know, we, we every day we would talk wrestling. And it would be a point we would be talking wrestling. Now, mind you, this is on the path to WrestleMania 27. Mm-hmm. And one of the vivid conversations I remember is we was in the middle of the hallway talking about The Rock making his surprise return. And people would walk past. And then they were like, oh, those two guys. And Dwayne has like the cool factor. Right. I saw that, too. And it's like, oh, you're a closet wrestler fan. Okay. <laughs> the closet wrestling fans yeah <laughs> so um you know after a while we we you know we kept talking i was like yo we should do a show together and you know, i was telling him everything that was going you know wrong and i said and he was like oh man yeah that would be dope we realized we could utilize the show as a way mm-hmm. to apply what we was learning in the classroom and that's what we did so we um created the wrestling realm and we would do like the first two seasons was you know every week or two or whatever we would just and sometimes we would spend like a Saturday or a Monday or Tuesday in bank episodes. Mm-hmm. And then that led to, you know, even having like a radio show on blog talk radio for a little bit. But then afterwards I graduated. Well, we both graduated, but I went to ESPN that kind of slowed things down, uh, came back, we started, but then I was like, you know, we couldn't do the show because now we got all the equipment. We just life. 
So I created Break It Down with Brian H. And that was around 2018. Created that podcast. And that allowed me to just like really stay into it every week and network with people. And it was always funny. Like before we created the Wrestling Around Now podcast, I would make jokes. Or not jokes, but um, do you remember when um, Dustin Rose was Dustin Rose in WWE and kept talking about he's coming back? And everybody thought he was talking about Jesus, but he's really talking about gold dust. Yeah, I do remember that. I do. And we laugh about it now. And I would always say, yeah, y'all talk to the real Dwayne Allen and we'll be back soon. And this, this, that, and the other. And that delayed stay forever. But it finally in 2020, we was able to create the Wrestling Realm Now podcast or the end of 2020, end of 2021. And, um, you know, that opened up so many doors. Uh, and uh, one of my friends, he was working with The Ringer at the time and uh they he just went for spotify when uh they purchased the ringer he, he was working there and he asked um he said man um you know we got this thing that we're working on uh in the wrestling side and i think you would be perfect for are you interested uh yes yeah why not i mean <laughs> of course and, right? and, you know, and at the time man i was working at johns hopkins medicine in media relations and just to be quietly brutally honest the department had flipped um, you know, we had a solid team and my manager at the time, you know, she was phenomenal. And then the, uh, she was the director and the assistant director. They were, I always called them the tag team champions, like to see two women dominate that space. But then the, um, the director got a elevation outside of the company. Mm-hmm. And then the assistant director, you know, she was getting frustrated because the well, we was frustrated that they didn't promote her. They promoted somebody uh, else. They merged the team. And the other lady, she was good. But as far as what we wanted, it just, it, it, we, our, our creativity was being stumped. That's t- and that's we was, always had like ways we could do a lot of stuff. But now it's like, all right, no, can't do this. Can't do that. So it's like, all right, you know what? I was getting frustrated. I was actually really close to going to the place that the other manager had went. But then she went and changed the direction. So now I'm like, man. So I got the the that message at the right time. Right. And, you know, after a process of interviews, you know, I was blessed to be with the ringer. And um, let's let's keep it real here. <laughs> hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Keep it real, brother. Let's, keep it real. Let's keep it real here. So um I was, you know, they assigned me to Mac Mania. They assigned me to the Mac Mania podcast. Cause I'm gonna make sure we clear, I'm gonna clear up some things that may be uh thought different okay so um yeah signed me to mac mania and i was doing that with um you know those guys and it was great it was absolutely great you know we went in you know we hit the year mark everything was good last year wrestlemania like uh SummerSlam, and then they told me that they was um you know the show wasn't being renewed mm. didn't know why Never knew why. Still don't know why. They just said, hey, you know, we just not renewing the show. Then they said, you know, we're going to add, we're going to a five days a week feed. And that's when they, um, you know, gave me, Cal, and Ben the show Wednesday Worldwide. So now I'm like, wow. So it's very emotional. Right. But it's like, so it's like, you don't want to, ne- you never prayed on one downfall at all. Right. You never wanted to see you know what happened happened and then it's like then you get this opportunity you know what i mean so you know there was you know i would say you know a couple of them was very happy one i don't know (laughs) you know the feeling (laughs) you know but it was never like i didn't make the decision 
You know what I mean? And, I, you know, it's been a blessing, you know, with Wednesday Worldwide, uh, you know, me, Cal, and Ben, they said, all right, you know, y'all just going to be kind of like the news show to, like, regurgitate, promote all the stuff that's going on on the Ringer Network. And it's been, you know, a lot of fun, a lot of, um, a lot of great feedback. It's always fun when people, like, send stuff and like, wait, I didn't know you listened to the show. Or, you know, fans you never heard of before. Because, like, with the wrestling realm, like, I kind of, like, create the platform from scratch and went out there and say, hey, I have this show. You know, right. then you network with people. Wednesday Worldwide, a lot of times, there's already the built-in audience from the ringer, people who consume all the ringer stuff, people consume Mass Man, people consume Cheap Heat. So then you hit, you get, like, almost like, wait, oh, wait, you watched the show? And it was very cool when we went to Los Angeles for WrestleMania. We had a meet and greet, and people was coming. I'm sitting there eating wings, me and Cal, and, you know, just sitting there, and people say, hey, you know, um, I listened to the show every week. You really love Brutus the Barbie Beefcake, and, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> hey so, man, Loki that one was of the best themes. And Loki one of the best. Thank themes. you, thank you. That's <laughs> <what> you... <laughs> 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 hey, come on now, let's yeah. go, let's go. And, and so there's that, you know. Um, and then um, you know, with uh, TWG Fan Club, you know, a year ago. So I'd always been very cool with uh, those wrestler girls. Shout out to Queen PR and Krista B. I'd always, we'd already click. You know, um, when I I just told them like one day I was just at work and I would always when I was at Hopkins, I was look like, you know, you scroll through Twitter and stuff, you're looking for right. like, okay, what's some cool content out there? And I was like, Wow, two black women that love wrestling. All right, yeah, wow, that's dope. And they, you know, so we ended up, you know, I ended up like reaching out, first had Crystal on the show, then a year later had Queen PR, and then you know, I would always listen to this show and I knew one loved the Royal Rumble. One love Survivor Series, one love Stone Cold, one love The Rock. Um, yeah, The Rock. So, you know, um, found different ways, you know, and did, met them in person last, that week for Brooklyn for uh, Survivor Series mm-hmm. and uh, to celebrate their third anniversary. And then afterwards, um, you know, uh, Queen PR was like she was doing like the she wanted to have a show called Fan Club. So one idea was like reoccurring guests. But then one day it was me, her, Justin, Siendahl. We was all on the show, and she's like, "This works. Let's just roll with this." Hey, and when the, when the vibe is right, when the yeah. Vibe is right. <laughs> and, and I said to her, "I said, all right, well, you know." She's like, "Will you mind producing?" I said, "Well, we're going. Let's talk." This is how I work, and I love your work ethic. So as long as we make this work, we good. And um, yeah, you know, so that's how TWG Fan Club, and it's it's very cool because you know I always say Wednesdays is for wrestling, but unless it's like something crazy, I really talk about three different things for the most part <laughs> so that's always the best you know wednesday worldwide is a headline based show so we're gonna react to certain headlines and then if um one of the hosts say something crazy like a hot take or if people call in which people which has also been cool people been calling in and leaving hot takes like i had to make sure i turned it off on my phone because it was like <laughs> and i was like you know it's hooked up to google and i was like wait no this that's i don't want this um so I was like, you know what? Hmm. Um, you know, so but it's very cool, you know what I mean? Uh I love it, you know. Like I said, I'm always, you know, look at it like I'm blessed to do what I love and with a lot of people that I love, you know. And um, yeah, that's how the wrestling podcast journey it, it, it's an amazing journey, man. And that's I think you know, for people that have come on here, I think the biggest thing I like for people to take away is the journey, the grind, you know, and when when you see something, when you know that you where you started from, and when mm-hmm. people think, "Oh man, I, I," they give up. You know, they don't want to do it anymore. Um, 
I mean, I started this seven years ago. Mm. It doesn't even seem like it because I've had so much fun doing it. I have never crossed my mind that, oh, this is the worst thing. Like never. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed almost every single moment of it. And when you do, when you, when you create something and it gets to where it is, that's why like you're an inspiration because you see where you started from. And then where you are now, you may not be exactly all the way where you want to be completely, but you're in a really good spot to make Thank that happen. You, and that's and that's a big deal, man. That's a big deal. All right. Let's get into the current state of wrestling. Um, uh-huh. Let's talk about yeah, it. Let's talk, let's talk about it. it <laughs> right now seems like it's it's in a really good place. Um, In my, my personal opinion, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we you know, AEW is in there doing this thing. Uh, You know, WWE to me is finally getting back to a point where it's truly enjoyable uh, there was a time frame for me personally i was like man i don't it's, it just it was it was hurting my feelings on certain levels okay. but now i'm like i really enjoy the product um mm-hmm. I, you know for a while raw was like a little touchy <laughs> it was like but i feel like the last six seven months maybe to a year they've been it's been pretty decent for the most they've part been cooking and they've been cooking i'll you know you know you got to see what a raw recently. So, with that being said, what is your, what are your thoughts on the current state of wrestling right now? Oh man, it's the wrestling is in a great place. Um, when everybody can eat, that's what's fun. You know, you have WWE. WWE is, you know, are we going to do what they do? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm a WWE mark. It's what I grew up on. Right. It's what that's brought me uh, countless family memories. Uh, AEW, it felt like they it felt like they hit their stride and got their juice back. To borrow a line from Cass, uh, this past pay per view. Uh, so I'm interested in see like how things go with this collision show. I still think they have too many shows, but that's how <laughs> I feel. Um, and then Ring of Honor to see what they do, especially with Athena as the women's world champion. Right, what she's doing, I think she's carrying that brand. Uh, her and Kiara Hogan put on a banger. Uh, you got Trinity over at Impact. It's still right. hard not to say Naomi, but you know, seeing her bringing yeah. eyeballs over there, and then you know, New Japan. You got you know Willow Nightingale as the New Japan Women's Strong Champion, and when Mercedes Renato gets back, which she, you know, where she fall in line, that's going to be fun. So I think wrestling overall is so much fun. Uh, it's always fun when everybody can enjoy it, you know. And then you go to the independents, you know. Um, Shout out to Jay Bougie, you know, watch what he's doing, watching his rise. <laughs> the turncoat. Uh, <laughs> hey, well, and that takes still funny to this day, but every time I see it, I, I crack up. The, the, the announcer, he hit it right on the point. Oh, man. It the was so turncoat. funny because nobody saw it coming. <laughs> nobody. He, he, and it's funny because, like, the whole fan club was there and the crew and, um, <laughs> you know, there was always the back and forth, you know, the everything and it, it, you know, to pull back the curtain, you know, me and uh, Bougie have been working together right. off, you know, off kayfabe. Just, uh, you know, I'm like, yo, you have something. And, you know, we had countless conversations. So as we putting together the story, he said, so originally, the original plan was that I was supposed to cost him the match. Right. Because he wasn't supposed to go over. But then they switched it, which I'm glad they did. I felt like he should have went over. Right. And, um, they was like, he said, uh, yeah, bro, it's time. I said, we about to do this? He's like, yeah. <laughs> we about to do this. All right. Because originally it was supposed to go all the way to a year. 
and then I would turn on Ron. Right. But it works better this way because I don't have to be involved. Like, I don't need to be involved no more. Like, I did what I did. I'm out of it. You know, like, that, that's not the path I want to stay on. You know what I, I mean? I did my part. <laughs> yeah, like, that's his career. So he made the call. He said he wrote the spot. And I said, all right, you know, I follow. And it was one of those things where it's like, it was fun because, and I could just imagine how wrestlers feel when they know they about to do a big heel turn. Like, yeah. imagine how Roman Reigns felt that night before payback. Unfortunately, right. it was in the Thunderdome. But, it's, I mean, SummerSlam, it's like, you never saw it coming. You know what I mean? So, like, with me, it was sitting there, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm walking out to the ring, and, and everybody knows, like, they kind of confused because it, it wasn't relay right, and, you know, it's like, all right, what's going to be his role? And then, like, especially when I put out his manager, told him to get out, then I get in the ring, and I hear all the ooze, like, and then he's yelling, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm hearing, and I know exactly where his family sit. His grandmother's at the show for the yeah. first time, and then... They yelled that, uh, like, because right before Queen PR had introduced me to them, she's like, This is one of the coaches for the fan club, yada, yada, yada. And then they was like, Look at what's your friend, what is your friend doing? This they never, <laughs> and then I was like, And I'm standing there, I was like, All right, here we go. So the guy, he's like, Are you ready? And I was like, three. Boom! And then when I held the low blow, I just heard the <gasps> all the gas, and it was like, It was like, It was amazing. <laughs> It's and like then, my heel turn is amazing. <laughs> they're getting out of the ring and taking the uh shirt off and having this, his shirt on underneath, and everybody was just like, just to see the reactions on people's face. And I told him, I said, Can we just do one spot? He said, like, What's up? I said, You know, remember when The Rock and Vince and Shane, when The Rock first became champion, can we do that hug like that hesitant? And it's like, and so he's like, Let's do it. And like he's in full kayfabe mode, and I'm just trying to stand in because Brother Hugh said when I ref the match, I was I was smiling the whole time. So I'm like trying the whole time, like keep my composure. Just trying to keep everything in. Uh huh. So yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, um, man. You know, but like I said, just seeing like where wrestling is and watching him, you know, like him and Rev Ron Hunt last year, the Bodega Street fight. Yeah, the main event was Shane Taylor and PJ Savage, and they put on a good match. Which led to a um, four and four STP versus takeover, but right. Ron and Bougie really tore the house down. It was matching the night. It was mentioned in PWI last year. Uh, Jay Bougie was um, PWI four eighty seven. This year he's number fifty on the BRP fifty. Shout out to them too. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's the family over there. Shout out to Matt Fam, Cal, Mimi um, from the Black Wrestling Podcast, putting together that extensive list and you know a lot of people it's always funny oh, this should be this they should be that I'm like y'all don't understand how much work especially brother math puts into that list right. you know That's a lot they, of work. They, they 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 they're keeping track now <laughs> of all wins and losses and and who's over and who's not so Wrestling's in a great place. That's, that's a good deal. Yeah, my um cousin, um, he wrestles down in Florida, Florida under the name of Merrick Donovan, uh, and so he he was he made the PWI list. I believe he was like four eighty one or something like that two years ago. Then he got hurt last year, um, mm -hmm. and so I, I'm excited to see what he can do. I, I really I really am. I mean, it's it's good to see you know somebody's growth from that point on. And we had him on the show last year. He I know he's very excited to get back into that. Uh, it's just <clears throat> it's it's a great thing, man. I love wrestling where it is right now. I hope that it continues to to flow. Uh, I will say this real quick before we move on to the next spot is that I hope. Well, you said something about AEW and the multiple shows. 
they, they I felt like they never perfected the one show before they started adding the, the other two. But that's that's just, that's just me. All right, next one. And before we move on to quick ones, uh, what are your current thoughts on the Baltimore Orioles and the Baltimore Ravens? Because right now, you know, Baltimore source looking pretty decent. Ravens got a lot of um, juice flowing right now with Odell Beckham coming into town. You guys ate flowers. Uh, Lamar has been locked up for the next couple of years. Uh, it just seems like. Baltimore sports is on the rise. What are your thoughts on that real quick? Man, this feels like 2012. (laughs) It feels like 2012 all over again. Um, You know, I I look at this team and and because so I had. When we blew up the team with Machado in them. Mm hmm. Oh, I I was so mad because, first of all, I still will say this to this day. The Orioles should have had a contract waiting for Manny Machado in 2013 or 2014 when he went down with that knee injury. They just said, it's okay. Here you go. Sign with us. But, you know, so we we came away empty handed. And so I was like, I kind of like distanced myself. Like, I would watch, but I'm like, I'm not. I turned off my alerts. I'm not gonna get alerted. Every, you know, lose. I don't want to keep hearing about losses. <laughs> yeah, what we had like two straight 100 lost years, but I will say it was quick. It, the, the turnaround, considering what 2000, what well, we talking 99 to 2010, so it was 2011, so it was quicker. Um, right. but uh, yeah, it's been it's been um, it's been fun. It's been fun to watch. I, I definitely believe in them as far as how far they can go. Uh, I like this team a lot. I, I'm not sure if you go out and go get a big veteran, but I think you can now attract in free agency. You know, Baltimore's a good place. You know, look what Aaron Hicks is doing. You yeah. know, so I think, uh, you know, it's a great opportunity as far as the Ravens. Look, I'm expecting to be playing in February. Hey, look, I mean, there's a look, this team, that Ravens team looks like it's gonna be pretty legit. Mm-hmm. I got I got a chance to be at camp a couple of weeks ago, and you can you can tell this is just good energy. There's a good energy yeah. going on there. So I love John Harbaugh. I know a lot of people give him a lot of slack, but I love John Harbaugh. Always did. I know does he make the best decisions all the time? No, but it's yeah. a reason why was he third longest reigning head coach. I believe I believe so, because I think it's Tomlin and Belichick ahead of him. I yeah, too, yeah. Yeah, so it's a reason, you know. He's won the Super Bowl just like those guys. Uh, you you know, there's all there was always talk, right? Remember when the Orioles? They was always like, well, they can't win with the Red Sox and the Yankees in their division, uh-huh. you know. Um, Not and you would have right now. <laughs> you, you right. You look at the list of quarterbacks in their prime that for, let's call Brian Billick and John Harbaugh had to coach against. Right, Philip Rivers, no Super Bowl. You know, um, but then you look at the Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, Ben Roethlisberger, right? Eight man and Tom Brady for John Harbaugh to get one to get one in there is, is impressive. And then, <laughs> not to mention going through them, right? Going through Roethlisberger during the season, going through a young, hungry Andrew Luck, then Peyton Manning, then Tom Brady, and let's not act like Colin Kaepernick wasn't that dude. Oh, because Colin, look, as a Packers fan, look. Oh, you know. I, if, if, if I could close my eyes every time I saw Colin Kaepernick take off and run. <laughs> I mean, my man had like 200 yards rushing. They won, one of the playoff games, he had 180. The other one, he had close to like, it was like 140, 150. If I could never see Colin Kaepernick 
you know, play against the Green Bay Packers again, I'll be a happy mm-hmm. man. So, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> it is <Yeah>. what it is. <laughs> all right, all right. That is it for that part. Well, it's time for my favorite segment. I'm, I'm, I love, I love, I love, just love mm-hmm. quick ones. It is time for quick ones. All right, Brian H. Waters. Yes, sir. For the B, the Brian H. Waters edition of Quick Ones here on One on One. I'm gonna take that as a yes. Let's go. Yes, ahead. Sir. <laughs> and let's go ahead and get into it. All right, mm-hmm. Brian. Quick ones. First one. What's your favorite sports moment? Uh, I'm gonna say the one that jumps out to me right now: the Delmon double. Mm, okay, okay, okay. I got Delmon you. I got Young you. Home, uh, double bases loaded. Orioles trailing the Tigers in Game Two of the American League Divisional Series. Uh, one of the reasons why that hits is because I remember watching that game. Like I was working at ESPN at the time, mm-hmm. and um, got off of work. Was in the house waiting for my son to get out of school. He was in kindergarten, and I remember running out to the bus stop. Said, "Come on, we gotta get back in. The Orioles are on." And afterwards, and it, you had to go way in the Instagram archives, but there's me and him yelling, "We won't stop." That was the phrase that year, and we just yelling, "We won't stop. We won't stop." So yeah, that's my favorite sports moment. That's awesome. That's awesome. Next one. I hate to go in the negative, but your worst sports moment. I'm sticking with the Orioles. <laughs> A lot of heartache, huh? Uh, Aldo Jimenez. <laughs> oh, the three-run home run oh, to, to Juan Encarnacion. <laughs> See, most people would expect me to say Billy Cundiff. Yeah, I have mixed emotions with the Billy Cundiff one, right? Because if the Ravens win the Super Bowl that year, I had said this loud and clear: I would not have been a Ravens fan no more. And the reason is because. The first Super Bowl they won, my grandmother died later that year. Mm-hmm. That Super Bowl, if they would have won, it would have been. So that was the first game three days after my uncle had died. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I, if we're going to be only way we can win Super Bowls around my family's death. That's it. I'm yeah, not, we not doing that. <laughs> so the Cundiff weren't hurt at the time. But it was like, okay. And people say if, if he hits it, we don't get Justin Tucker. I saw that floating around yesterday. Nah, the Ravens still getting Justin Tucker. Cundiff wasn't like that. He wasn't no, you know, he wasn't it, it wasn't like Kyle Bowler's lighting up everything, so we're not gonna get Joe Flacco. No, nah, they was right. getting Justin Tucker. Um, but but yeah, that one in Carnacion, I just remember like I, I understood why Zach Britton wasn't in the game until the bases was two men on. Okay, now it's time to put Britton in. And when that ball left his bat and when his hands went up, I Oh man, <laughs> oh man, that's tough. 35, it was a 32, 33 years old crying real. No, I was 30, 30 years old crying real, real, real tears. tears. I've been there, I've been there. 2015 NFC Championship game. I'm, I'm, I'm I haven't gotten over it yet, and I'm, I don't think I ever will. <laughs> that, I, that's that should have been the year Aaron Rodgers went back to the Super Bowl, but I digress. Yeah. I digress. Maybe he'll do it in New York. <laughs> Are you a fan of his though? I'm, I'm always going to be an Aaron Rodgers fan. Okay. A lot of people always be like, oh, you must hate. No, I don't hate him. I mean, look, as a pa- I've been a Packers fan since 1991-92. Became a Packers fan on the tail end of, of the Magic. I was seven years old. I thought my brother played for the team. That's, a fun, that's another story. But, you know, my hometown team colors are green and gold. I thought they were playing 
He was like, dude, that's not us. It's the Green Bay Packers. Voila. <laughs> and voila, I'm a Packers fan. For oh, that's how you that. became a Packers fan. That's how I became a Packers fan because they had the same colors as my hometown team. And I thought they were it. And my brother was playing high school football at the time. Oh, he wow. was like, he was like, bro, that's not that's not me. Like he said, that's <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. So I started following him, and I, that's how I became a Packers fan. So it was right around the time, and Sterling Sharp was my favorite uh player growing up. Uh, mm. and it's because and, and the, like I said, small things, but his number was 84. I was born in 1984. I always wanted to be a receiver, and he just he became my guy. And so that's how I became a Packers fan. But so for me, 2015, you know, was was that year, was sad times, but I can't complain. 30 years of I can count on both hands how many times the Packers have had losing seasons in 30 years. And it's probably like six, seven, if I'm not mistaken. Six mm-hmm. or seven, no, no more than 10. In that 30 year span. So you're going to give me, I don't know, I don't know, maybe it's like 80, 75% of winning seasons in that time frame. I'll take it. I'll take it all day. Uh, I, I wish nothing but the best for Aaron in New York. Uh, but I'm excited about the Jordan. A lot of people may think I'm, I'm excited about the Jordan Lover. I want to see, mm. I want to see what he can do. Like, I yeah. mean, we, you pay up, you, you give up a first round pick for him. He, he's got to go out there and perform. I mean, the guys seem to be rallying around him. So, We'll see. We'll see. Uh, now, this one, I think we may have already went over, but I'll go over it again here. Quick one's your favorite athlete growing up. Growing up, it was Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I, man, at the end of 2019, it, like, hit me. Uh-huh. That I was like, I think, now that I think about everything, Kobe has passed Griffey. And the reason I thought about it was because it was, like, just more memories. Right. Um, and being more in tune to everything, seeing his whole career, seeing like you know, just him, his post career, and you know, I actually had like aspirations and somehow, some way, I was like, I want to work with Kobe Bryant, like on his like production hey. stuff. And um, so I actually had a former colleague from ESPN who did work with him. I learned That's later, cool. was like, that he worked with Kobe, said it was an experience, uh, you know, it was intense, but you know, it was rewarding. I mean, it's Kobe. That's, that's Kobe. I mean, you don't expect any, anything but intensity from Kobe Bryant. The God mm-hmm. rest the black mama soul, man. I'm telling you, I'll, I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget that day. Uh, man, I, like Edge came back and I didn't care. That's right. how like that, I was that is the same year, isn't it? That wow. was that Royal Rumble. I remember Michael Cole. I was working at Johns Hopkins and we was in New Orleans. Me and um the former assistant director I mentioned earlier. Shout out to Moran. And we was the news came through my phone, and I'm like, no way. And what she was like, what's wrong? I showed her, and we was like, man, you know, so we sitting there just like scrambling, hoping it's not true. We went to some conference, they was doing some like it was a thoracic surgeon, and mm-hmm. I don't remember nothing about it. I just remember being on my phone the whole time, and then you know, went back to my room, cried like a baby. Watch, I remember we had shrimp and grits, <laughs> went to a restaurant, had shrimp and grits, and it was, right. it was good, but it was just, I was numb, man. It's tough, man. It's tough. And, it's mm-hmm. a it's a tough deal. Now I'll ask you this. Uh, now wrestling wise, is Bret Hart is your guy, right? Is that, is that your number one? Is that your number one? Bret Hart's your number one. So growing up is Hogan Bret. Okay, it was always Hogan Bret growing up. Daniel Bryan in 2013 captivated me, and I was like, I feel like I relate to this guy. Like, yeah, this this is my guy. So, but yeah, growing up it was Bret and Hogan because. I mean, Hogan and Brett, because it was like Hogan was like the superhero. Right. You know, how people like Spider Man and all that. But then as he was leaving, I was giving Brett Hart. 
I transformed, you know, so I, I followed the path that, you know, essentially Vince McMahon wanted us to take. Wanted everybody to take. <laughs> yeah, so it was definitely, you know, Hogan, Hogan and Brat. All right, last two ones on quick ones. Mm-hmm. Best seafood you've ever had. And being in Baltimore, you know, seafood's a big deal. Are you a seafood guy or am I, you know? What yeah, for the most part, um, yeah. uh, these crab cakes from the spot called Coco's. If mm. if if we excluded my mother's kitchen, because um, my mother's kitchen got the best crab cakes, but you know, there they're you not go. available for public consumption. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Coco's, woof. That's good. Yeah, see, thank you. I'm gonna have to check that out next time I go to B. Please so. let me know. <laughs> let me know. I will definitely let you know where to go. Is it's good. It's 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 not like it's not downtown. It's like you know, and um, I lived around the corner from it at one point. Mm-hmm. So that pandemic, man, I had a couple times I went to Coco. <laughs> it's a comfort food for sure, mm-hmm. for sure, especially during those times. All right, last one on quick ones. It's WrestleMania. WrestleMania, what's at 45? And you're having a fatal four way match for the Wing Eagle WWE Championship, dead or alive. Who is in this match with you, Mr. Waters? Are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. It's got to go like this for me. For the Wing Eagle, all right. See, well, I thought I had it, but then I'm like, <laughs> and it could be from any yeah. era. Any I, era, I, it could be now. Yeah. It could be any. You can just mix it in. Anybody. So you got to have Hogan and Brett in there. That's okay. that's that's the lock. That's the locks. I'm gonna put Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh huh. As he was the last person to hold it. And Roman Reigns. Man, what a match that would be. Yeah. That, I, I, I mean, was, <laughs> like I was thinking <laughs> Cena, but. No, no, no. no so, do you you play 2K? I haven't got the new 2K yet. I haven't got a new 2K. Do you plan to get yet. it anytime soon? I don't want to ruin do. the story. No, no, no. You okay. good. You good. You can tell okay. me because I'm, I'm definitely going to get it. So, at the end of the John Cena story, he has, like, that ultimate match. And it's Bruno, Hogan, Austin, him. Oh, shoot. So, you said it. I was like, it's like for, like, the ultimate, like, you know, it's like the ultimate legacy. And I was like, wow. Like, and... You can make an argument for that being a Mount Rushmore. You could. Yeah. You can make you can make a strong one for it. Who who gets over in the match? Oh in that match. <laughs> it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I'm putting the tribal chief over. Oh, yeah. Hey man, the rain gotta be strong, man. I'm the rain. The tribal chief over. <laughs> Here's why. Out of all the people on there, he gonna reach the widest range of audience. He could reach the kids from being hated, but yep. he can also reach them from being loved. He's the guy that men want to be like, and probably possibly, you know, yeah. could seem like they could be. But then he's also the one that the women gonna just fall in love with. They love him. They <laughs> love him. I my my wife don't even watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. And like and like she used to when she was she was a big Stephanie, like she was in that era and mm-hmm. after there. But we were, I was watching um Money in the Bank the other day, and you know, after the soup after the super kick, you know, one of the super kicks heard around the world there after the pin, she was like, Who is that fine man laying on the ground? I was like, oh, it's Roman Reigns. <laughs> you, you, just, you know, it's like look, my thing is take your losses. You take your L's, but look, when Trish Stratus come on that screen, don't say nothing. Max, <laughs> come on That's now, a, preach. Did, did you thank Trish today? Um, uh, huh? 
Did you thank Trish Stratus today? Did I know I did not thank Trish Stratus today? Should I thank her? You got to thank Trish every day. Thank you, Trish. You know, thank you, Trish, for being you. <laughs> I, I appreciate you. Yeah. So, you She's know, still amazing. She's still amazing. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that's who I'm putting over. You know, I think that, you know, you can make an argument when it's all said and done that he can be the greatest of all time. You know, um, it's this, 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 everything that they doing, man, with the Anawai family. And it's, it's one thing is that that shouldn't be discredited is how the family has fallen in line. Yeah. They got mm-hmm. the story, but just saying, okay, this is the guy and we're going to surround and support. Yeah. That doesn't happen in all families and, uh, you know, backgrounds. But when you got somebody and we've got people, everybody falling in line, like even on the Indies, people say Jacob Fox, no, that is our tribal chief. It's Roman Reigns. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I th- and you know, it's funny that you say that because they all, they all do do that. Like there's a support all the way around. Mm-hmm. Like nobody says, oh, whatever. No, no. They all, they're, they fall in like truly fall in line. I think that's phenomenal. Yeah. I think that's phenomenal. Nobody's out there like, oh, I'm the tribe. No, no, no. They all fall in line, mm-hmm. you know? Ah, that storyline gets better and better. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and finish this up with Leave Your Legacy. We're about to finish this bad boy up. And Brian, first of all, we want to thank you for coming on, being a part of episode 98. We're getting closer and closer to 100, y'all. And we really appreciate you, uh, Brian, for coming on. Uh, one of the most knowledgeable men in the game just knows his stuff and if you need to know anything and my and our and our homegirl uh brit waters well your yeah. cousin your cousin <laughs> she always she always says to me she was like you know she's like you know he's like an encyclopedia you tell her you ask him this question he knows it all so and, and that's what she said to me when she came on one-on-one she was oh, like i'm wow. telling you it's like he's like an encyclopedia he knows it all so and it, it's 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 a great deal to have you on man and we just this is the question you know the legacy question what what type of legacy do you want to leave behind uh when it's time to you know retire you know you know hang up the boots uh mm-hmm. you know put the mic to the side you know what, what type of legacy do you want to leave brother man i just want to be uh you know inspiration to people who love something and whether it's in media or not people who love something was able to turn it into a profit turn it into right. their day job you know um even if it's something you got made fun of, like I'm always very vocal that I got made fun of for loving wrestling, but now those same people be all in my comment section <laughs> on <laughs> Facebook. Oh man, right. that's so cool! You doing it? I don't forget. I yeah, I, know, I mean, I, I knew I was doing it. You know, you know. <laughs> um, so I just want to leave a legacy that people can understand that they can build from the ground up, and you know, hard work pays off. They keep working hard. They put in the time. You know, what people don't see is the uh sleepless nights sometimes you know writing rundowns cutting clips editing uh you know stuff how many graphics or shows that's never made the air mm. you know that's the part that people don't see how many graphics you think about how many graphics you have made that's like you know or even like you make a special guest graphic but you know something happened and the show you never, you never do it right so you know just like i said hard work pays off it does. It does. And there's been there's been a many a times where I had to do some rearranging and you made a mistake and then you had to go back. You had to go fix mm-hmm. it. It's, it's a lot of work that yeah. sometimes people just don't understand. Uh, Brian, let everybody know where they can find you, brother. Oh, yeah. You can find me at Brian H. Waters on TikTok, Twitter, um, Instagram. And if it's still around next week, spill. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know how these apps be, man. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, I was like, what is spill? I never even heard of it until I think I saw you mm-hmm. and I saw um our Kelsey Kelsey Nicole Nelson. There was a couple mm-hmm. other people. I said, like, What's spilling? I almost I didn't go take a peek peek at it yet, but I, I yeah. saw that. but yeah, so yeah, you can find me there. You can find me each and every Monday producing the mass man show with david shoemaker and kaz you can find me on wednesday worldwide every wednesday drop usually around two or three o'clock in the afternoon then wednesday evening at seven on twg fan club with queen pr justin rich and Ciendal. and then on the wrestling around now podcast at 10 30 p.m easter time with myself the real Dwayne allen brother hugh and brother brandon Oh, brother Brandon also is uh, you know, has the championship culture. That's the, that's the belt. That's the belt guy, right? The belt I'm, guy. Let me yep. tell you something, man. The belts he made for you. Oh my God, it's at the bottom here for those who need to know. There it is. That's a piece of it. You gotta, you gotta yeah. go check the the artwork that this man has done uh, with the mm-hmm. belts. Uh, the, uh, the red uh, strap ones were really nice. I'm like, like man. Yeah, I, the red. I, I, I was jealous. I said, "That's nice, man." Man, we have <laughs> to talk get a, to him. Get a, get a talk to him. Legacy one. Look. There you go. Yeah, get, yeah talk <laughs> to him. I'm um, had to talk to him. I'm had to talk to him. It was just as you know. It was, it was a great surprise. I remember he called us over to the house, right? And we was like, "Okay," you know, but he didn't tell us all. He just right. said, "You come over for." I said, "Yeah, all right, cool. I'm over there." The next thing I know, <laughs> it was like a movie. Brother Hugh come over. I'm like, okay. Yeah, just Why waiting you? for Dwayne. Something like waiting for Dwayne. Why are we all what, here? What, what are we doing? <laughs> are we having an intervention? Did one of us get in trouble or something? Hey, right. Who who got drunk, man? This is crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> then um he he unveiled, he said, so he pulled over and it was the open weight championships from like New Japan. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. He's like, wait, no, those aren't it. All right, here you go. He undo it and boom. And I was like, oh <laughs> I, I, I wish there was cameras rolling sometimes but then you know sometimes you just gotta keep that moment yeah. but yeah it was, it was amazing man so that's um, awesome. yeah, shout out to him but yeah that's where you can find me okay make sure make sure you go and check out brian h waters now next week ladies and gentlemen my man episode 99 one of my colleagues for the commanders mr david harrison sports journalist host of locked in commanders uh slash also uh, uh podcast host for locked in bucks writer for commanders country also for bucks game day for si sports nation he will be joining me for episode 99 very excited to have him on next week but very excited that we got a chance to sit down with mr brian h waters brian once again brother thank you thank you thank you for coming on episode 98 of one-on-one thanks for having me man i appreciate it it's been an absolute pleasure once again everybody thank you all for tuning in you'll be able to check this out of course on our youtube page on our Facebook page, you get to check it out on Twitter, and you can go and check it out on one on one on on uh, Google Podcasts and, and and Apple Podcasts, all the fun podcasts on Spotify. Make sure you check it out. We will see you all, ladies and gentlemen, next time. Legacy Maker, the All Sports one, Network. One 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 one. Welcome to the one-on-one, one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give